Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is March 24th, 2016. We're going to have a really great show. I'm going to be talking about the secrets to weight management, and it's probably something that we all have interest in. One time or another in our lives, we need to shed some pounds. Our expert is Linda Leone, and she will be talking to us about this in great detail. She's a certified nutritionist, and she also is well known for her cooking series and her cooking programs. Because of this, it's allowed her to speak on a wide range of subjects, and today we're going to focus in on weight management. She's also written cookbooks geared toward adopting more of a vegetarian lifestyle. So let's bring her on to our show now. Hello, Linda Lamb. Hi, how are you? Just great. Thanks for joining us today. I know how busy your schedule is. I'd like to start well, the I'm show excited. out. I'm excited about the opportunity by, uh, to be here. Great. I'd like to start my show out by asking you, how did you get on the path that you're on today? I'm really curious. Well, it's, it started off with my family. You know, we've always been pretty health conscious. Uh, my grandmother, when I was growing up, she used to plant herbs, and she did a lot of natural uh, cooking. She passed it on to my mother, and my father was from the South, and he knew how to really season food. You know, Southern people really know how to cook, in my opinion. And, and so I took the combination of things that I learned from my father and then my mother and my grandmother and just kind of combined them into my own healthy style, and it just took off on its own. It's it's something that resonated with people because a lot of times when you think of healthy eating, uh, people think that it's boring or what comes to mind are like carrot sticks and salad, and it's not that, you know. It's, <laughs> it's really just learning how to use the right type of food, season them properly, and, and just enjoy living and, and not 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 feel like you're you're in a box while you're trying to manage your weight. Mm-hmm. I always find that the, the seasoning is the most difficult aspect of mm-hmm. um, in cooking, knowing what seasonings to use and when. And particularly if you're trying to lose weight, you want to get the basic foods to taste to taste really good. Because you do. You know So what would you recommend in that area? Well, I think that you you have to look at what 
type of foods are in the area that you live in. Like when you're in hmm. the south, and I'm talking in like Georgia, Louisiana, you know, Texas, different areas like that. When when you're in the southern part of the states, you have your bell peppers and your onions, and that, I mean those are just major seasonings that are going to be in practically everything that you cook, and celery, those three. So celery, you know, that's going to help you not to have to use a lot of salt because celery itself is already high in sodium. If you're cooking with a base of celery, onions, and bell peppers, you've already got a a flavor base where it doesn't take a lot to enhance that. You know, when you go into some of the the other parts of the country where they're not, they're not using that, that type of a base, you find that the foods are pretty bland. But in addition to that, you know, you use garlic. And then I like to get into the powders, but, but not the ones with salt, like onion powder, garlic powder, things like that. You don't want to put the mm-hmm. onion salt in garlic salt because it's too much sodium. But if you use the powders and then you combine that with your bell peppers, your onions, and your celery, you got a really good flavor combination. And then you can also get things like um, chicken stock that's not made from chicken. You know, you have to buy that at like a health food store or a store that sells health food products. But it tastes very much like um, like bouillon, but it doesn't have mm-hmm. anything in it that's harmful. And, and that's an excellent base too. And so when I, I teach t- cooking classes, what I will always tell people is to figure out the type of foods that you like, use that base that I just told you about, and then add the the profiles to it that match the food that you like. So say, for instance, if you were doing Italian, well, you start off with that base I just gave you, and then you're going to add, like, marjoram, thyme. Um, You're going to add maybe some sage, you know, all of those flavors mm-hmm. that go along with that profile. Well, then you use that same base and you go Asian. So what do you do? you got ginger, you have your soy sauce, you have your um, sesame oils, but you still use that base. So that's how you get the flavor into the foods without, you know, having to add a lot of salt, which is bad for you if you take it in excess, but you've got some potent things that you put together that are just going to work. So that's how we, we teach the, the cooking classes. Always have your base and then add to it the the profile of the the area that you're you're trying to deal with, whether it's Mexican or Asian or Spanish or you know, Italian or mm-hmm. French. And stay away from the salt, trying to go with the herbs. And you can't miss that's doing really that. Mm-hmm. It's really good advice. It's it's interesting because um, here in the Western states, we we have available to us the same things that you do in the South. Mm-hmm. So we've got mm-hmm. we have the bell peppers and the onions and the celery, and I pretty mm-hmm. much cook with those all the time. I'll add tomato in with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then or, or but, fresh but your garlic, idea, you know, uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I add garlic too. But I mean, but mm-hmm. your idea of having that base and then. And then um, building off of that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's very user-friendly. It is. And it can go so many directions. And see, mm-hmm. it also helps you when you do things like meal prepping 
Well, you know, you say, say for instance, you want to do, and I mean, this is kind of going a different direction from weight management, but just to give some pointers. Well, say for instance, you use that base that I just gave you, and you're preparing uh-huh. meals for the week. Then uh, say you did ground turkey. Well, what can you do with ground turkey? You can make chili out of ground turkey, okay? You can make uh-huh. spaghetti out of ground, ground turkey. Uh-huh. You can make a soup out of ground turkey. So what you do is you, you take, say, maybe five pounds of ground turkey, put your base in it, and then divide that base up into, say, maybe three different areas, and then you've uh-huh. got three different sets of meals. It can be, like I said, it could be a, a Mexican, um, a Italian, and, say, a some something traditional that you make with turkey. But you've already got three different flavors going on, and you've only did one type of meal preparation because you started everything off with the same base. So it, it really helps you to um, quickly put meal plans together with, without having to have to do a lot of extra work. So mm-hmm. what I used to do mm-hmm. when my kids were growing up, and I'm trying to keep my kids healthy, I would do that. I would I would prepare like a ground meat with my base, put it in the freezer, and then when I got ready to prepare it, it was, it was nothing for me to do but to add the other herbs and spices because the base had already been seasoned out. So it just it it's a lifestyle modification that can make your life easier. Mhm, mhm, definitely. And they all freeze quite nicely too. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And it, it, it can freeze regular or, or as a soup. Mhm, mhm. Hmm. That's pretty nifty. <laughs> what um, what in your opinion is the best way to maintain a healthy weight? Because I think that's something that we all struggle with. I think that to maintain a healthy weight, you you first have to know what your your triggers are. You know, because food is a, is as much emotional as it is spiritual mm-hmm. as it is physical. So if you've got problems, say childhood issues that you haven't addressed, that will make you more prone to eat. You know, if you're depressed, you're going to eat. You know these. Mm-hmm. So, so you have first you have to sit down and figure out what are your your triggers, and then once you determine what those triggers are, then you figure out how can I avoid the things that make me eat the most. You know, if you're far away from home, you might get into comfort foods. Well, you know, I miss my mom, so I'm going to go and 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 bake macaroni and cheese all week. Well, that's going to cost you some pounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> so if you know that's your you know that's your trigger, then you start saying, Okay, I can't bring macaroni and cheese in here yet until I get past feeling like, you know, I'm I need this food. So 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 you have to learn when when you're going through your process of managing your weight, what those triggers are and how can you avoid the triggers. The next thing I think that's very important is learning where the the problems are. And one of the main problems that we have in America is that we eat a lot of processed foods. And processed foods are anything that's beyond its natural state. You know, turning an apple into an apple pie, turning milk into a milkshake, turning, you know, cheese into something spectacularly heavy, you know, like a big 20-layer pizza with cheese, cheese, cheese. You know, you just keep adding stuff and, and taking away from the natural elements. 
these things are going to cause you problems. So you begin to look at where are those problems. Okay, 90% of them are down the aisles at the grocery store. That's where you've got all your box foods, your processed foods, your your cookies, your um, chips and sodas and, you know, altered drinks, all fruit punches, all this kind of high sugar mm-hmm. thing. You've got all that going on. So if you make one lifestyle modification and avoid the owls as much as possible, you will manage your weight. You will manage your weight. Yeah. Could, you, could you hold for just one moment, just one moment? I'm sorry. I, I've just got to make one one thing. Hold on just one moment. I'm I'm sorry, ma'am, but you know you can go down the the aisles and say I'm not going here today. You know I'm gonna avoid the aisles, and as a result, you're going to wind up leaving calories behind. And then you walk around the perimeter of the store, and what's mm-hmm. on the perimeter of the store? All of your fresh fresh vegetables, fresh fruits. You know you got your, mm-hmm. your dairy products. You got Things that are alive still have life in them. You know, those are all around the perimeters. So if you make the shift, take, say, right now most people, if you just look at their baskets, 90% of their food baskets are processed foods. 10%, you know, might be fresh fruits and vegetables. If you just flip that by shopping around the perimeter of the store Uh instead of going down those aisles, you're going to automatically manage your weight without having to, get on a scale without having to watch what you eat. You're just going to automatically drop pounds just because you went around the aisle instead of the, I mean, around the perimeter instead of the aisles because the aisles are where the fat fat is. The the perimeter, it's not. Mm -hmm. What are your recommendations for eating out? A lot of us do that. I think that you should always enjoy yourself when you're out. I am not one of these type of people who says, well, when you're out, you got to eat from the, the skinny menu, you know, the, the healthy choice, mm-hmm. 500, 500 calories or less. I, I don't subscribe to that because I think if, if you are constantly told that's what you need to do, your mind is going to naturally want to do just the opposite. So what I teach is have moderation if you know you're going to go out on the weekend and you're going to want to have that nice plate of lasagna and that nice cheesecake for dessert after you eat the lasagna, then during the week, eat less calories. You know, just just make a decision. Well, this week I'm going to focus on maybe fish, which has less calorie than than turkey and chicken. You know, I'm going to make some seafood dishes this week. I'm going to eat some salads this week. I'm, I'm going to do some light pastas with loaded with vegetables in it so that when you get to Saturday and you want to go out and have that scrumptious, outstanding lasagna from whatever your favorite restaurant is, it's not a problem because the whole, you know, because you, you, you learn to use the principle of moderation. You ate moderately all week so that you can have your big splurge for your Saturday and Sunday meals. And, I mean, when you do it that way, it's not a lot of effort. It's just taking thought. This week I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to eat that, you know. 
I, I know I want to go out and have a good time, so I'm going to eat lighter weight foods during the week. That way, no, no calories that you have to worry about, no scales that you have to get on, nothing that you have to monitor. It's just a lifestyle choice. And that's how I, mm-hmm. I say do that. And, now, and then when the holidays come, well, people say, well, what do, what, do you, what do I do during the holidays? I always tell people it's not what you do from November to January that's going to cause you the problem because you can lose those pounds. It's what you do from January to November that's going to cause you the problems. So if you can just, <laughs> you know, if you can really just get that in your head, you know, I could splurge a little bit over the holidays because I know I'm going to be able to shed those pounds. But you just don't want to take your holiday eating into the beginning of your year until the next holiday season because that's when you're going to get in trouble. So have fun over the holidays. Now, I'm not saying pig out. I'm not saying you're just going to go down here and say, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can do it. It's the holidays. But I'm saying enjoy yourself and carry that spirit of moderation with you. You know, if you want to have a, a, a slice of, pecan pie and some pumpkin pie, you know, you want to do that, <laughs> then go ahead and do it. Just just slice them in half, you know. Don't eat the full the full pumpkin pie slice and the full pecan pie slice. Don't do that because then you're really going to hurt yourself. You're not using moderation. All your body wants is the taste of it. So once you slice it in half, you get the same taste, less calories, then you can eat the two of them because if you slice it, then two of those slices become one whole slice, and it's okay to have a slice uh-huh. of pie for the holiday. So th- those little things like that, it's just a, a matter of shifting your thoughts and, and understanding that you're going to feel a whole lot less guilty if you eat with moderation because you're going to be enjoying yourself. You're not going to have to have that after effect. But what most people do is they just pile on the food and then they feel guilty and then they make a resolution to get it off and it never happens because they can't keep up with the resolution. (laughs) So I say forget the resolution, act in moderation, and then you can just enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's really great advice. It really is. When we have excess fat on our body, what is the mm-hmm. um, the health impact of that? Okay, this is real, real, real something that everybody needs to see. I, I think that everybody needs to go online at least once in their lifetime and look up what five pounds of fat looks like. It is hideous, absolutely hideous. It's just this big blob of yellow, yucky, greasy substance. And every time you gain five pounds, your body has to produce one mile of new blood vessels to support that fat because fat is a living tissue. It's alive. It's not dead, so it has to be supported. Your body grows one mile of new blood vessels for every five pounds of fat that you have on your body. So the average person is at least 20 pounds overweight. So you divide that up, and you've got what about four miles worth of blood vessels. So what's what's going on with those blood vessels? It's causing your body to have to work harder to pump blood because now it's, your body has a further distance to supply blood through your body. So if you're if you're strained in that area, where's that pumping coming from? It's coming from your heart. And so, therefore, you get more pressure on your heart. So that's one of the reasons why they say obesity and heart disease 
are related because, you know, the the more obese you are, the greater your risk is for a heart attack or some kind of cardiovascular disease. And that is one of the main reasons because you're constantly adding blood vessels to your body that don't belong there and your heart is having to work harder to push the blood through the system and you combine that, which most people have clogged arteries these days from eating excessive fat and, and high levels of cholesterol, it's, it's almost like a heart attack waiting to happen. So the reverse is also true. So if you lose five pounds, you lose one mile of blood vessels, you protect your heart. So I think that's something that needs to be considered because you want to be here a long time and you don't want your heart to have to overwork. So keep your weight down to protect your heart. If you don't do it for any other reason, do it for your heart's sake. What's generational weight gain? What do you mean by generational that? weight gain? It's it's really interesting. It it is I cook the way my mama cooked, the way her mother cooked, the way her uh, mother cooked, the way her mother cooked, the way her mother cooked. <laughs> and a lot of people gain weight just because of the way that they were taught to cook. So sometimes when you people people will say, "Oh well, she's going to just be big boned because her mother was big boned." It's not necessarily that. Sometimes it is genetics. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's cooking. Sometimes it's habits. You know, there was a story one time about uh, a person cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and the lady said she had a little daughter. Her daughter was about seven years old, and she was watching her mom cook in the kitchen for Thanksgiving, and she watched her mother cut the tail off of the turkey. So she said, Mother, why why did you cut the tail off the turkey? Her mother said, hmm, I never thought about that. Let me go ask my mom. So she asked her mom. Her mom said, you know what? I never thought about why I cut the tail off the turkey. Well, let me go ask my mom. So she went and asked the great-grandma. Great-grandma didn't remember either. But so fortunately, the great-great-grandmother was still alive, and they went and asked the great-great-grandmother. Why'd you cut the tail off the turkey? She said, oh, because when I was um, growing up, the stoves were too small. So you see, all those generations later, they were cutting the tail Mm -hmm. off the turkey, and there wasn't even a need because the ovens were larger. But in the great-grandmother's day, they were cutting the tail off the turkey because the ovens were too small. So we get into these cycles where we're we're constantly passing down food uh, information through the generations, and then you look at our family life and people, you know, our excessive weight gain. All the family members look the same, big, burly people. But all of them <laughs> learn how to cook from the same great-great-grandmother and then wind up with the same health conditions. You know, oh, did you, uh-huh. you, know, you go to the doctor, well, did your mother die of heart disease? Hmm, maybe you're going to die of heart disease. Well... Some of that they say is genetic. Well, some of it is, but some of it is not genetic. Some of it is based on how we've been taught to cook, and we follow those same patterns, and so we wind up with the same results that they've got. So you have to go and look at your lifestyle, and, and when you're obese or you're having health issues, and you say, am I following a generational weight um, program mm-hmm. that was instituted mm-hmm. by my ancestors that could be contributing to my health? 
you know, lack of health, rather, is contributing to that. And then once you determine that, you make a decision, hey, this generation ends that, and then we're going to move on with the next generation, and they're going to be healthy. And then, say, 20 or 30 years later, you're going to look, and all of a sudden, you don't have all the family members looking obese. They're, they're, they're thin and they're, you know, slim, you know. Mm-hmm, we're not talking mm-hmm. about being skinny. We're just talking about maintaining a healthy weight based on insurance tables. They've seen hundreds of thousands of people live and die. They they use the average, come up with healthy weight ranges. That's what I'm talking about because I'm not into this skinny thing either. You know, you got to look like a bone to be healthy. I'm mm-hmm. into what is the the right weight for you based on your body proportions, based on the things that contribute to you your life personally. So, you know, once you determine that, then you send the healthier foods down into the next generation. You no longer have a problem. You you wind up birthing people who are going to be raised healthy because they started healthy. They're going to learn healthy cooking practices. They're going to learn healthy grocery store practices. And then they're going to move out into life with a, a solid foundation and won't have to ever worry about a weight management problem. Um, from what I understand, your um, one of your um, other areas is in vegetarian cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, my grandmother was a vegetarian, so that's where I got that edge in. Now I am not a vegetarian, oh. but I do, eat, but I do eat a lot of vegetarian-based foods because of my grandmother. So when I was talking earlier about how my grandmother, my mother, and my father influenced my cooking styles, well, I took what I call the best out of each one of their styles and, and came up with my own system. Mm-hmm. So I use, I, I use a lot of the alternative products and vegeta- vegetarian-based mm-hmm. items because I learned those from my grandmother. And my mother okay. was half, half, and half. She did some healthy cooking, she did some vegetarian cooking, but hers was mostly the natural vegetarian cooking, like the vegetables and the fruits, and you know, mm-hmm. preparing food for those. My grandmother, she went even a little further. She did the vegetarian alternative foods, like she would use um, vegetarian ground beef, which they call morning crumbles, or she would use vegetarian sausage, and my mother not, never got into that aspect. So I combined what my mother did and my grandmother and then the way my father used to season food in his southern um, way of being raised, and that gave me some outstanding um, opportunities to create recipes that people just fell in love with. So I have cookbooks, and all of my cookbooks are vegetarian-based, and they're designed so that you're not sacrificing what you like. Like I have vegetarian lasagnas in my cookbooks. I have... Um, how to make um, um, Asian foods using alternative uh, chicken products. They're not real chicken, but they taste really, really, really close to chicken. And I'm teaching people how to use those so that they don't feel like they're giving up anything. And if you were to ever have the opportunity to come to my home and eat, you would not know that you're not eating either chicken or beef or turkey or something like that. You wouldn't know because I've learned how to season it. I've I've done this for years. Um, I can make a chili that could win any chili contest that's got ground beef in it. Guarantee you I could easily. Interesting. Because I, Interesting. I, know, I know how to make the alternative products work because I was 
I stayed in the kitchen with my grandmother when I was a child. So this is things that I've I've learned how to do based on living it and 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 learn how to perfect it based on serving foods to my own family and them giving me the thumbs up, thumbs down, and then being able to present it in front of the public. Now, um, you talk about your cookbooks. Where can people find them if they want to purchase them? On Amazon. They just go for Linda Leon and put my name in and see what comes up, and, and my cook, my vegetarian cookbooks will come up. I have one on um, fabulous meat, you know, just meat alternatives, wonderful recipes in there. I have one on soups and salads. I have one on desserts, and I'm talking desserts that you don't have to put not a drop of sugar in them, and they're going to taste outstanding. So I've got recipes in there for cheesecakes or apple pies that have no sugar in it. And, and because I'm I'm using alternative products to, to replace those items. And then um, I have a weight loss book online as well that goes into all of the, the things, basically what I'm talking about on this program, lifestyle modification, learning to use alternative products, um, knowing your trigger points, understanding what causes you to go on a binge and all this kind of stuff. It, well, it's in my weight weight management book that's online. So if you just go to Amazon, type it in, you'll be able to get that information. And I even have a, a holiday cookbook out there where you you don't even have to worry about what you eat. And these these desserts are fabulous and low-calorie and taste outstanding. You know, it's just... But this has come from years and years of, of, of working these processes and mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, through my certification and, and learning things through through that. So I'm pretty well-rounded when it comes to um, health and weight management and, and cooking. So, listeners, if you want to find Linda's books, just go to Amazon.com, and the spelling of her name is... L-I-N-D-A, and then L-E-O-N. Oh, yes. L-E-O-N is mm-hmm. in Nancy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, I well, really learned you. a lot. I think our, and, I think our listeners and, you know, did, too. I think they did, too. And, and if they want to contact me directly, I mean, they, they can go to um, info at bookmarketingprofessionals.com. That's my email address. They can, they can send me an a email. And I'll be glad to answer it. I, I take questions all the time, try to help people as much as I can because I believe that people deserve to have a full, healthy, and happy life. And I believe that that message needs to translate into the lives of their children so that generations moving forward can stay healthy. Well, that was that was a great ending message. It really was. Thank you. Thanks Thank you again. so much. Okay. Bye-bye. And you have a great, great day. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, listeners, that wraps our show up for today. We've got some really great weight management and weight loss tips, um, particularly in the cooking area, which, you know, whatever we put in our mouth, that's what our bodies end up with. Please join us again next Thursday. We'll have another great show for you. Till then, be safe, be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have 
and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? 